Welcome to the Into My 50s podcast. I remember the feeling, that dull ache of panic in the pit of my stomach on a Sunday evening. Like clockwork, when Tenko and the professionals had finished, I knew I had to go to sleep and wake the next day to another five days of survival. I hated school. I still hate school and will never forget the damage that hideous place has inflicted on me to this day. It is responsible for my instant lacking of trust in people's motives, my insular and singular lifestyle for most of my life, and my absolute hatred of bullies. I still to this day see adult versions of these people at work that I had to contend with through school, and have fantasised many times of just losing my mind and telling them all what I think. Thank God I have that ability to control my temper and keep it inside because if I didn't have that control, I would have already ended up in trouble. I had a rare dream recently where I went around and confronted all of the bullies I had at school, and I woke up with a huge smile on my face. No remorse, no surprise, just a strong feeling of satisfaction. Now most people when they move from primary school to secondary school have the friends they had already made. It was decided on my behalf that this particular school had the best academic record and I ended up going to a school that was not only miles away from my house but also towards the roughest part of town. I walked through those gates with no friends and no one to meet and share that scary day with. In short, I faced it alone. To top this, the only boys that were at this school from my primary school were the bullies I had already had to contend with. I was never a tough kid, which I don't mind admitting. It didn't matter whether I took karate classes or how tough you tried to be. If it isn't in you, you were dead in a school like this. The first year was a lonely affair for me. I managed to avoid getting punched by staying in classes and hanging around the corridors instead of being out in the playground at break times. I would refer to the playground as a large concrete boxing ring of death. I just avoided looking anyone in the eye. I think this is why I'm slightly round-shouldered to this day from looking at the ground for five solid years. Not only was I tall and skinny, I also was lucky enough to be blessed with the worst acne I've ever seen on a boy of 13, and I managed to get this two years before any other boy in my year. This made PE, or physical education for those not living in the UK, a nightmare for me, as I had to not only try and be the first in the communal showers to wash and dry before anyone could see me, I also learned math pretty quick by working out in less than three seconds where I should stand in a queue for skins and shirts at basketball. You see, back in the 80s, those sadistic teachers just played on our insecurities and used to put us in a line. Each boy either had a shirt on or had their top off. The teachers knew the overweight kids would get laughed at and the ones with bony skinny bodies would get picked on and ridiculed, but acne-covered torsos were the worst. Somehow I survived anyone knowing my body was covered in the most red and agonisingly painful acne you could ever know. I had this skin trouble all the way until 25 years old when a new treatment was available that overloaded your body with vitamin A and my skin corrected its oil content and voila, a new man was born. It was particularly embarrassing when I visited a dermatologist who asked, when about to examine my body, whether two student nurses could watch as they were in training. Of course, they had to be pretty, didn't they? And his comment when I removed my shirt was, oh dear, well yes, you are a prime candidate for this treatment. I was mortified, embarrassed, and wanted to just shoot myself there and then. In the second year, I was lucky enough to be sat in front of someone who eventually became my best mate to this day. If we hadn't met in RE class, my life wouldn't be the way it is. When I read about these kids hurting themselves due to bullying, it makes me feel upset and sick to my stomach because I know what it feels like. There is no way out. You feel battered down and scared. Kids today have social media bullying to contend with as well. I can't imagine the thought of being bullied at school, then that bullying continuing when you're supposed to be safe in your parents' home. My best mate managed to carefully guide me through most of the bullies because everyone liked this guy, so they were more reluctant to pick on me. 
I still had some very scary altercations, including getting beaten up by four lads on the very last day of school. I was just stood there waiting to get my last teacher signature for release from this hellhole. What are the chances? For me to manage to survive school was a living miracle. It took wit, a sneaky ability to manoeuvre my way around the grounds at the right time, knowing who would be where and avoid any situations that could cause me harm. The fourth and fifth year were mainly spent around my best mate's house watching Going for Golden Neighbours whilst talking to his mum and making numerous cups of tea. We only got caught out when our science teacher moved in over the road without us realising. The trick of getting signed into registration in the morning, then sneaking out over the playing field and through a gap in the fence on the outer perimeter of the school, still would match any military training available today. I even hid under the terrapin huts on the far side of the school campus, sometimes for over an hour to avoid getting the crap kicked out of me, or to buy more time before I could escape. When I was young, my mum decided I should take up an instrument, and for some reason decided on the clarinet. You can imagine walking through the toughest school in history with a shiny clarinet case. It just may as well have had kick the shit out of me written down the side of it. Coupled with the fact I was friendly with the geeky lads as well as some of the tougher ones, it was masterful to stay alive. I remember fights arranged like boxing venues after school. We had a park nearby and there was a spell of time where two lads would be selected by the bullies and forced to fight after school to see who would win. Neither of them wanted to fight, but the bullies thought it was funny to force them and wouldn't let them go. I was chosen on one occasion, but it rained so I got away with it. However, I did get hit on many occasions after school, mainly on the walk home, which, let's face it, if I had gone to another school near where I actually lived, this wouldn't have been so bad. The only thing is, if that had happened, I wouldn't have met my best mate and wouldn't have shared the amazing times and friendship we have shared since leaving that godforsaken place. I was waiting for the bus one day after school, minding my own business, when two lads rode past on a BMX. The lad being given a bunk hit me full in the jaw. Because they were riding so fast, it knocked me to the floor in an instant. The feeling of a spring ran through my jaw, and it was a feeling like nothing else I'd ever experienced before. The same nasty bastard trapped my best friend and I in an alley in the third year and threw all my school stuff packed in my bag into the woods and hit me again. During breaks in the playground, they used to choose people to pile on. That sounds like something that would be okay, but imagine 10 lads of 15 years old piling on top of you, kicking and punching you, while all you wanted to do was sit there and eat your sandwiches. To top that, they took your shoes off and spat inside them so you couldn't wear them. There was only one funny memory I can recall. My classes started for history and suddenly the lads on the playground facing window all started laughing. When I looked out to the playground, a lad we knew was in the very centre of the playground yard, stuffed in an aluminium bin. He had been pushed right the way down in the bin so his arms and legs and head were hanging on the outside but he couldn't get out. This was a rare act of bullying that made me smile and it couldn't have happened to a nicer lad. I once got accused of laughing at one of the toughest lads in our year's hair. Yep, seriously. And whilst minding my own business leaning up against the fence in the far courtyard, I was approached by, and I'm not exaggerating here, what felt like the whole school. He hit me twice and I ran, which was smart considering this guy looked like and was built the same as Mike Tyson. Again, not kidding. Luckily he seemed to forget about it later in that year so he left me alone and we always seemed to get on. The thing about school is you never really get away from it. My first job was working for a camera and hi-fi retailer and within the first three months one of the bullies from our school approached me at the camcorder and photographic counter and just said, give me that camera in the cabinet or I'm going to stab you after work. That was a good impression by the way. I just did what he asked because I didn't really have a choice. I mean, isn't that what insurance is for? Again, I fantasised about saying, no, kiss it bitch, and then punching him in the face and knocking him out. But I guess we all watched Rocky too many times in the 80s and the Karate Kid thinking, yeah, I could do that. I remember a staff party which was held in a house near my old school. 
I went on my own and this was an accident party, so everyone dressed up as if they'd been in an accident. I was 18 at the time and thought I had put my school nightmares behind me. The party was held at an assistant manager's house and everyone was having a great time. People were dressed in bandages and I'd cover myself in tomato sauce for blood and wore an old ripped pair of jeans. I walked into the kitchen at around midnight and whilst chatting to someone, I noticed a few people outside the kitchen window and there were around five or six nasty looking blokes outside. I walked back into the lounge and suddenly there were screams and shouting from the front of the house. Smashing of windows started and what these idiots were doing was throwing bricks through each of the front windows of the house and trying to force their way through the front door. The other guys at the party came through to the lounge and shouted for everyone to go out into the garden. And three or four of these guys held up the lounge and kitchen doors very bravely. I could hear, we have knives and you're going to die, being shouted through the doors. They had made their way into the house. I was scared out of my wits. All I then remember is running to the bottom of the garden and over the back fence into a small patch of dense woodland. It was full of prickly sharp plants, so I ran through as far as I could and as fast as I could and just sat down on a log in the darkened rain. After the shouting calmed down, I could see the flame of a lighter in the distance and a guy I knew from work and his girlfriend, who was beside herself and crying, approached. They said, come on mate, let's get the hell out of here. We jumped over someone's back garden wall, helped his girlfriend across and made our way to his car. This house was on the same road, and as I looked down the road, there were police vans, police dogs, ambulances, and this guy just pushed me in the back seat and drove me home. I remember showering the ketchup from my legs, and every time it cleared, blood streamed from my legs from the scratches I got from running through the woods. My legs were pumping blood for over an hour, but eventually it calmed down and I went to sleep. I was so scared these guys would recognise me from that kitchen window. I stayed away from town at night until a year later just to be safe. I left that company within a month as I didn't want to work in town with instant access for all these lunatics. I had had enough. On reflection, I try not to ever think of school and have wiped it from my mind as if it never happened until writing this all down. Even when my best mate recollects memories of kids we went to school with, my head goes down to the ground and I ask him to stop. We kind of laugh when this happens, but I hated school and I wish it never happened. I can still picture all of those nasty kids and hope that the expression what goes around comes around came true in all of their cases. School did give me training for future life though and I'm convinced I would make an excellent policeman in some ways. I always managed to spot trouble when I was out and about in my late teens and twenties clubbing and pubbing and managed to always pull my mates away from a nasty situation before it kicked off. Call it a sixth sense for trouble. My last story is centred around one evening in a town nearby where we were due to go to a bar. As my friends and I approached the bar, the area outside had around 60 people full on fighting. Women on shoulders grabbing chunks of hair out of other women and police dogs guarding guys up against a wall while the rest just hit each other. It was the nastiest thing I have ever seen and for some reason we still went into the club next door. After walking around in the normal manner we had a dance and whilst I was chatting to a female friend of mine on the dance floor I noticed a nasty looking guy on the edge of the floor just staring at me. Now I was around 24 years old and filled out and was much more confident so I thought to myself hey you're just being paranoid. The next time I looked over, there were five of them, and all staring in my direction. I warned my mates that we could have trouble, and before you know it, this guy pushed his way through all the people on the dance floor to me and just started shouting at me from around six inches from my face like a rabid dog. I couldn't understand a word he was saying and was readying myself to get punched. I said to him, what mate, I can't hear you, and after saying that a few times, he was going mental at me. Eventually he said, what the fuck are you looking at? I said, mate. I thought I knew you from school. Did you go to school around here? Me and my mates, uh, there's about 20 of us in here, which was a slight exaggeration. We went to school around here years ago and I just thought I knew you. He looked bemused. 
and I clearly stolen his thunder. He said, uh, no, I'm from up north. So I said, all right, okay, my mistake. Sorry, mate, I looked to you, I just thought I knew you. At this point, two of his friends had started shouting at one of my mates, who was laughing at them, as he always did, and that wasn't helping the situation. So this guy turned around and shouted to his mates, leave them alone, they're all right, and then proceeded to shake my hand and say, you're all right, mate, have a good night. Now, I thought it was all over, but then he turned around after walking about five feet away, came right up to me and shouted in my face, just don't ever fucking do it again, and looked at me with the same ugly, nasty face I had seen just minutes before. We left the club two by two like on the arc, and very carefully and quietly, just in case it kicked off again. I'm a master of survival, and school trained me well for later life. Thank you.